Hi everyone, I'm your host, Sam Evans, and welcome to Lifestyle Redesigned, the podcast. Every week I interview both entrepreneurs and travelers about their success stories and how they made their dream lives into reality. Whether you're someone who has always wanted to travel but doesn't know where to start, an aspiring entrepreneur looking to build a thriving business, or anyone in between, our guests will share their experiences and insights on how they've succeeded at living what I like to call the unconventional life. So get ready to be inspired as we explore the stories of those who have successfully redesigned their lives. In today's episode, I'd like to introduce Marina Middleton, a personal brand strategist and the founder of Empowered Confidence, a female-led consultancy that supports women in building, monetizing, and scaling their personal brand through community courses and events. As a creative outlet in 2013, Marina began sharing her life, connecting with others, and building her own personal brand through content creation and social media. Marina's openness about being bullied, racial discrimination, and becoming a single mom at 23 resonated with thousands of women and the ripple effect empowered others to find the courage to share their own stories of vulnerability. This impact is what led Marina to build the inspiring company of Empowered Confidence. Throughout this episode, we will be diving into topics including authenticity, self-confidence, self-doubt, dealing with fear and uncertainty, defining your worth, and changing your mindset. So I say we just call this episode the ultimate guide to building confidence. So now with all of that said, thank you so much for being on and welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. This is going to be amazing. Yeah, I'm very, very excited. So I know I kind of gave like pretty much your life story, but for my listeners to learn more about you and kind of learn about how you got to where you are today, if you want to share that. Yeah, it's so funny because it's such an unfiltered bio where I like talk about all the things. There's still so much more. And I feel like a lot of our listeners or your listeners will really resonate with that because that's just like scratching the surface. But where I started, I mean, I'm a full-time entrepreneur now. Like you said, I'm the founder of Empowered Confidence, which is a personal branding agency. And although it seems like very clear of what I do now, this really started back in 2013 when I started sharing who I was and I was doing fitness competitions and, you know, just moved to New York. I had just graduated college and I started building community on social. And so since 2013, I have used social media as, like I said, an outlet. Like I post anything and everything. I'm very, very Mm -hmm. social. And I find that because I did that, I was able to build this personal brand unintentionally through social. And so fast forward, December of 2019, I got laid off after working for Yahoo, Yahoo News and Tumblr, because they're all owned by the same company. I got laid off and I was I found myself in such a privileged position to go out on my own or go apply at another large publisher. And I realized like, you know what, if not now, then when kind of thing. And the reason why I had that opportunity was because I was able to build my brand, my personal brand for so many years. People knew who I was. They knew like what I stood for, my values, all the things. And that kind of was like my aha moment. I think a lot of entrepreneurs have that aha moment. And it's usually when like they hit rock bottom of like, oh, wait, I have a solution for this. And that was an aha moment of like, okay, I can help other people also build their personal brand. And then grow their business or grow in their career or, you know, speak on stages, start a podcast, like whatever it is that they are looking to do. And so that's where Empowered Confidence came to life. And here we are today, we have courses, consulting, 
retreats and mastermind. Um, I have my own podcast. So it definitely has flourished over the past three years. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. I remember when I, when we were at the Create Cultivate event, which is where we met, I genuinely, like, I didn't know who you were. And I was like, okay, this like personal branding, like workshop sounds great. When you walked in, there was like an army behind you. I was like, who are all these people? Like, like everybody wants to see this girl. Who is she? And honestly, ever since that day, I was like, I know why there was an army behind her because you just bring like, I'm serious. Like you just bring like a light to everywhere you go. And it's like, you can tell that that's who you truly are. And I think it's like really cool. Damn, I always say like, nobody wants a crying podcast. Like, are you trying to make me cry? <laughs> no, right? First five minutes in. <laughs> but you know what's crazy when you say that? Like, so I've been doing this for a while and, and I appreciate everything that you just said. But for anybody that is listening, I, I like need to really highlight that every second leading up to that moment, I was convinced not one person was coming to my session. Mm. Even though I've been doing this for years, I was like, nobody's going to come. Like, just this is it. And it's just going to be my husband and my son and like my right. two friends that I asked to come, you know, that like, yeah. I gave tickets, like they didn't even pay to be here. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> the girl that's taking pictures of me. Like, so that feeling like really never goes away. And I try to share that throughout my content of like, it might get easier in the sense, like you might like know what you're doing at times, but you still always have that feeling of like, oh crap, what if this doesn't work out? What if nobody, right. what if nobody buys? What if nobody comes? Like that always, always happens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that you showed up and, and there was a lot of people in there. So the, yeah, so it, the, the it, it was very successful, a very successful workshop. But I think kind of jumping right into things, I would say many, if not all of us entrepreneurs, so a question that we all want answered is how do you balance looking polished and professional and, and, you know, coming off as a professional entrepreneur with that like authentic real self and not to say that they can't be combined, but I think that remaining true to yourself while also having to balance that professionalism can be very hard, especially with social media, as you know, like you do a very good job of showing every aspect of your life. But I mean, like, do you look at things as if you're you're going off into a professional manner or are you like, this is my real self and wh- however it comes off, it does? Yeah, so I used to struggle with this a lot because I felt like those two were not the same. Right. And it was more of like how I presented myself or how I viewed myself. And it was less about how people viewed me. I always felt like, okay, well, when I'm in a professional setting, I have to act like this. And when I'm in my personal setting, I have to act like that. And It took me a long time and it definitely took me going out on my own to realize that like those two are intertwined. Like it and and not because how do I say it? Like I was trying to think of exactly how to to word it, but for myself, like right now, I'm going through this, like I I am envisioning my future self. My future self, the person that I aspire to be every time I wake up, is someone that is authentic. And what that means to me is that I'm put together whether I have makeup on or I don't have makeup on. I am presenting myself professionally, quote unquote, even if I'm not in a corporate office or anything like that. Mm. And so that word professional, so I always say we're bridging the gap between personal and professional because they are not separate. Like we are 
just who we are. And the reason why I see so many people burn out, whether it is starting their own company or working in corporate, small business, whatever it is, is because they're separating those two. They think like who they are personally is so different than professionally. And I challenge you to say like, no, it's not different. Like, of course, you're not going to go cursing, but that's not because it's not professional. It's just like not classy, you know, (laughs) that doesn't have anything to do with being professional. And so I challenge that there's no balance. I think that there, it is like a dance that you do. There are days that yes, of course, you're going to talk to people and it's going to be a little bit more polished, quote unquote, but it shouldn't be so different than who you are. And so I challenge people to really identify like, what does authentic mean to them? And how does that relate when they show up? And Mm. that means like the way they speak, how they look visually, how they act like that, that just, they need to bridge the gap between those two because they're not separate. Yeah. I think also authenticity comes up, goes along with confidence in general, because at least what I found is I've been in the situation where it's like, who was that person two seconds ago when I was talking to like, you know, when I was in the interview or when I was, you know, doing this or on a podcast, like, I was like, who was that? You know? And I feel like the confidence side of myself is like, oh, well, I'm not as good as that girl that was just in the interview. When in reality, like you just said, if those two can intertwine, it builds the confidence of like, okay, I just nailed that. Not now I have to live up to that person that I just faked for 20 minutes. Right. Like there's, I forgot what movie it is, but they like add that it's like a JLo movie. And she adds like that she can speak all of these different languages and that she has like, you know, degrees. And that's just not the case. Like, so a lot of the times when we are struggling with professional and authentic, it's like, no, those two aren't separate. You know, and and the more that you can identify what authenticity means to you, the more that you're going to show up exactly who you are. And, and that's like the point, you know, that's the whole point of you building confidence is being able to show up authentically in your, your own way. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So how would you say self-confidence impacts an individual's overall quality of life, including like personal and professional, but also relationships, career, mental health? Like, I feel like confidence is like, can be like split up into all of these different paths. You know what I mean? Or all of these different like points in your life. So how would you say it impacts those points in your life? And what are like certain things that people can do to build that confidence? Yeah. So what I didn't share earlier about my story is that once I got laid off, I made an announcement that I was going to be a lifestyle content creator. I was like, I'm going to share all the things and it's going to be amazing. And I did it for a month and I was like, I cannot do this. I don't know how these girls like share vlog every single thing in their life. Like if one more person asks me about what lip color I'm wearing, I'm going to lose it. (laughs) So I took some time to really reflect on like, what is it that I really want to do? And the one thing that kept coming up was I always said like, I didn't go through all of this stuff just to go through it. And I realized that every mistake that I've ever made in my life. Every poor decision that I've ever made in my life was during a time that I was lacking confidence. Every relationship that I got into that was so toxic, every job that I said yes to that I was like making negative dollars by the end of the month, right? Mm -hmm. My mental health, working out, not working out, all the things that I did that taught me my biggest lessons 
happened when I was not confident and not practicing confidence. And we'll talk a little bit about that in a second. And so that's kind of how Empowered Confidence came to life because it was actually a confidence workshop before it was an agency. Like it was literally right. a little workshop of, of teaching women how, and girls how to build confidence. And so to answer your question, like how does self-confidence impact all of those things? That is the foundation. You cannot make calculated mm-hmm. risks. You cannot grow in your personal life, your professional life, your career, your relationship, your mental health without having confidence. The caveat is people think confidence is something that you wake up with every day. People think motivation is like, when you look at someone that is confident, you're like, oh, I wish I could be like her. Like she's so confident, right? Or an athlete when you're like, wow, they're so driven and motivated. I like to think of confidence as a muscle. Like you have to train it every single day. You are not going to feel confident all the time. And so Hmm. one of the biggest things is one, knowing that yes, having confidence directly impacts the success that you have in your professional life. It directly impacts the beautiful relationships with yourself and others that you're trying to have, right? Knowing that, the question is, okay, what can I do every day to make me feel confident throughout the day? And so I like to break this up in a bunch of different ways. But the biggest thing is identifying your boundaries a lot of the times when we're not when we're lacking confidence it's because we are so misaligned with the actions that we're doing and what we're allowing people to do and so it's just like eating away at our confidence and so i like to make things called a, a non-negotiable list and i made one for when i was dating i made one for my career my mental health and not like oh i don't do this it was more of like i have to wake up at 5am every morning and work out I have to work for a company that has female leadership. And so I made these lists for all the different categories in my life and I implemented them. I'm like a big believer that you have to just actually implement, like creating boundaries is useless if you're not going to actually implement them, you know, um, non-negotiable lists. Another thing that I really think is so important is journaling in the morning. It really helps me like declutter my brain. I call it my morning brain dump. And it like, allows me to go into my day with the intention of how I want my day to be. And so that alone helps you build confidence because you know, like I am prepared for the day. Have you ever just woken up? Your alarm is like going off. You snoozed it. You wake up and you're like, Oh my God, I missed my alarm rushing out the door. And you're, you know, if you have kids like I do, like I'm like, crap, Sebastian, get dressed, get your bag. You feel like crap all day. There's no way you're going to show up anywhere or do anything confidently. And so allowing your time in the morning, allowing yourself to really like prepare for the day is going to be so crucial to your confidence. And then the last thing, just for the sake of time, what's really important is to figure out what is one thing that you can do, something so tiny, so, so, so tiny that you can do during the day that you're really good at. And so that could be if you're a runner, maybe you're really good at like coloring, maybe it is coaching or podcasting, whatever it is you're really good at and try to do it little, like a little bit every single day, because the more that we can do things that we are really good at, it's going to, again, it's that muscle that we're training. It's going to tell our brains like, Oh, I'm actually really good at this. Like, and so even when you have that, like confidence dip in the day comes right back up. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Do you think the opposite could apply of like potentially doing things every day that you're not good at? Or do you think that that 
I don't want to say hinders confidence, but like, basically, how do you find things that you're good at if you're only doing stuff that you're already good at? Yeah. So, oh, oh, you're good at that or you're bad at? So you know how you have to, you have to, you have to find something that you're good at, right? So if you're constantly only doing the stuff that you're good at, wouldn't you say that maybe doing something that you're bad at could build that skill? Or would you try and like really get like be an expert at what you're good at? Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. I know that it's like so, so funny because one of the things that I push when it does come to teaching confidence is trying new things. And mm-hmm. like shame on us if we only do the things that we're good at because we're yeah. like, it's not doing anything new. Right. A little so, bit for our ego though. Yeah, yeah, no, right. totally. It's like, you know, like I'm a but then like you haven't tried anything new in years and so with that what is really cool when you do try things that are new and that's like again one of the things in the list of like trying new things and expanding your your skills is figuring out what you're bad at and like Mm. that is that's part of it and we are so scared of failing we are so scared of like not being good at something right I'm just not going to do that. But what ends up happening is that you're actually going to just find yourself very stagnant in life and you're not going to grow. You're not going to excel. And so Mm -hmm. I always like to use failure as data. And so like fail, try new things. Right. That does does build your confidence as well. Yeah, yeah. And I think that kind of goes along with when you do try new things, you figure out what you like and what you don't like, like in general, like in life and jobs and people that you hang out with. It's like, say yes to everybody. And then, you know, at least once, and then you'll realize like who drains my energy, who builds my energy. Like you learn a lot about yourself when you're like trying new things or, and figuring out what you actually don't like. Cause like you said, that's like important in knowing what you actually do like. Totally. And I, I think I use this example at Create and Cultivate, but like growing up, every report card that I ever had said that I was like too much of a talker. I was too loud. And so right. I grew up with that story that I had told myself that I talk too much. I'm too loud. Like that's a bad thing. And so what actually I realized is that is my skill. That is like, that is what I'm really good at. And so I took that and I implemented it in into my business. And that's why my business is as successful as it is, is because I took something that I thought I was bad at and actually reframed the story. And so I actually challenge your listeners to really think of like, what is something that you know comes naturally? Like nobody taught me how to speak, right? Like in the sense of like how I'm like outgoing now, but what is something that you're really good at that maybe some people have I don't like using brainwash, but like told you a story that you're not good at, or that's a weakness of yours that you can actually use that to grow in your personal and professional life. Mm. Because that alone will build so much confidence because it's you. Like it's not, it's not something you learned at school. It's not something like when we think of like authenticity, when we show up 110% of ourselves, that's where the confidence comes from. Cause you're like, I'm not pretending to anybody. Like this is who I am. Right. Right. I love that. I'll have to go look back at my report cards and see what (laughs) comments they made. Well, so most people, especially entrepreneurs, deal with the fear fear of uncertainty almost on a daily basis. And honestly, everybody in general, like we all have so much going on. You can never really like predict what's going to happen. And you can never really predict how one decision could potentially change your life, change your business, whatever that might be. So how can somebody use fear and of uncertainty as the source of motivation and inspiration, as opposed to like 
letting those emotions hold them back from what could like the potential that it could bring. Yeah. So I actually created a, I recorded a podcast about this. It's called failure, use failure as data. And I, it took me a lot of failures. It took me, I almost like gave up on building empowered confidence because I had a handful of launches that just didn't go as planned. And instead of using failure as data, I used my emotions. And I was like, I'm not good at this. Like, you know, people are better at this. I I just, and I was telling these stories that was doing nothing for me. That was not propelling me forward. That was not helping me in any way. And so I shifted and I was like, okay, I launched this product, right? And it didn't work. Yes, it sucks. I feel like crap. Okay, I took the day, had my pizza. It's time to wake up in the morning and yeah. like start all over again, okay? Like we have a new day and that's the choice that we get to make. And so once you do that, right? You feel your feelings, you get up and you're like, okay, I'm going to do this again. It's now time to analyze what you did. This is something people don't do ever. And so because they don't do that, they allow the fear and uncertainty to hold them back. And so rather than being so scared of failing, rather than being so scared of things not working out, challenge yourself to be like, okay, well, if it doesn't work out, right, I'm going to use this as motivation and inspiration. If it doesn't work out, I know that there's going to be a definite answer at the end of why it didn't work out or why it did work out, you know? And so trying to just reframe what fear, what failure actually means will kind of hush down your fear. Yeah. I like to, I have a training called hello fear, and it's all about understanding what you're actually scared of. So when you're thinking about fear, you're like, that's a good thing. That means like your nervous system is like working and it's either going, it's like fight or flight kind of thing. And so you get the same feeling when you're standing at a cliff, right? And you're like, oh my God, I might fall because I might die. And so your heart is pumping, your hands are sweating, you're like getting clammy, you're like probably getting a little dizzy, okay? A lot of people get the same exact feeling before they step on stage, before they take an exam, before they go run a marathon, right? Before a big event. And so I think it's really important to identify what the fear is actually stemming from. Like, am I going to die, right? Maybe I don't right. do thing. <laughs> like if I'm right. going, to, this is going to hurt me. Yeah. Or is this something new and exciting, right? Mm-hmm. And if it's new and exciting and challenging, lean in on that, like use that. And then if obviously it's not and harmful, like, please don't do that, right? right. <laughs> please, so, please don't. Yeah, literally. So I like to create a best case, worst case scenario, and then a plan for the worst case scenario. So let's say best case scenario, I'm going to start my business. Or so my goal is I'm going to start my business. I'm scared shitless. Uh, can I say shitless on here? Yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm scared shitless and I like don't know what's going to happen best case scenario is my business is booming and I'm inspiring so many people. Worst case scenario is that I launch one time and nobody buys. So I'm going to create a plan for when nobody buys. And that plan is going to outline growing my email list. It's going to break down like how I'm going to show up on social. It's going to outline three events that I can go to to network. And so now when you're looking at this, worst case scenario isn't that bad. You're like, okay, 
happens, I have a plan. And so that is kind of how you can use fear and uncertainty as motivation, like knowing that you have a plan to refer back to. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think two things that you said that I wanted to touch on was one, another thing that I like to think about, which again, it depends on the scenario and what the what the end goal is. But like a lot of times I even get, I even feel fear, even, I don't even want to say fear, but just anxiety from reaching out to bigger brands or reaching out to people in general. And I'm like, oh my God, what if they don't answer? What if they say no? If they don't answer, they say no, I'm going to be in the same spot that I was if I didn't reach out to them at all. You know what I mean? So like, I think that is also like what you said, like kind of using it as think of the worst case scenario and realizing it's really not that bad. So when you think of like stuff that you're scared of, it's like the alternative of dying. You know what I mean? That is obviously something we stay away from, but like genuinely, if like something doesn't go as planned or somebody says no or anything, or you, you stumble while you're on stage or something like that, like people aren't like, it's not the end of the world, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I actually worked so hard to put together like this, like little LinkedIn message to this woman that I re- I used to work with. She was like my boss's boss's boss. Mm-hmm. And she's now in a new company and I really want to speak at this company. And I worked so hard to like write, I sent it to my girlfriends in the group chat. And I was like, yeah, what do you think? And they're all editing it. And I sent it. Okay. And my fear was that she wasn't going to respond. And it crippled me. I mean, my heart was pounding when I sent it. And I was like, okay. A week went by. And all of a sudden I realized, oh my God, I forgot to check if she responded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Moment of like, I forgot that I sent this woman this message. Yeah. She didn't end up responding. Yeah. And I felt fine. I literally yeah. was like, okay, I'm okay. Everything's okay. Like nothing happened. And a lot of the times, like we allow that first initial fear to hold us back that like, we don't go where we want to go, you know? And like, we look at other people that are excelling in their life and we're like, why are they there? It's like, because they're not letting that, they're not letting that feeling, that voice, that, that, you know, annoying little, like, you can't do it. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be terrible. What are people going to think that voice hold them back? Like, it's not saying that they don't have that fear. They do. They just don't let it hold them back. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And another thing that I've heard before, and somebody actually said on my podcast a couple episodes ago, was that the feeling of fear, like anxiousness, it's almost kind of what, what you were saying. It's almost exactly the same fear as excitement. Yes. And I had heard that before, but it never really like stuck with me until she had said it. And I was like, wow, like a lot of the times that we think we're scared or we think like, am I going to mess this up or whatever? It's actually like excitement of all of the things that could happen. Like when you were speaking at Korean Cultivate, obviously you were probably like, no, like you said, no one's going to show up, blah, blah, blah. But you most likely were excited about everybody that was going to be there and was you were going to make an impact for. And I think that that's like something else that you should keep in the back of your mind when you're scared of something is being like, wait, maybe I'm just excited. And like, it's the same. It feels the same. Yeah. And I also like the last point of this is sometimes we're so scared of our own success and our own potential. Yeah. We're like, we're not ready for this, you know, that yeah. we like self-sabotage a little bit and it's like we deserve it like I am the biggest hype woman for everybody and it's just like we deserve it so much like there is like and I want everybody to feel that to their core and I think that as long as we really like know that it will help us continue to like show up more of just keep saying like I deserve this I deserve this success I deserve my desires and 
hopefully that quiets down the, the voice of fear. Yeah, definitely. Definitely does. Or definitely will. So now the last question for you is basically what's your advice or what are some secrets behind changing your mindset and developing that sense of like self-worth? Obviously, that's something that everybody, most people at least struggle with, you know, at one point or another. And how is that like feeling of self-worth important for personal growth, fulfillment, confidence, everything that we've basically discussed throughout the episode? Mm, What a good question. I was thinking about like just even just what I had just said in terms of knowing that we deserve it. A lot of the times we don't know what we want and we don't know what our like big goal and picture is. And I don't know if anybody did like vision boards in January, but when I was doing my vision board, I was putting my goals on my vision board and I kept saying things like, oh, that's not realistic. Like, don't put Mm. it up there. You know, like, oh, no, this is too big. Like, I don't want to do this. And I realized that I had to shift that mindset of like what I deserve and like not keep saying things like, oh, this is not realistic. This is not, you know, going to happen. And so how to, you know, the secrets behind shifting the mindset is first identifying what exactly it is that you want. What is the big picture? And believing to your core that you deserve that, that you can get that and that you are no different than anybody else that has the things that you do have, you know? And so, yeah. I think when we're thinking about that is identifying exactly what you want, because the clearer you are when you have a vision, the easier it is for you to actually get there. I was talking to uh, Jacqueline Johnson is one of our guests on the podcast. And she said, someone had told her that the reason why horses race with blinders is that they, so they don't look at their, the competition and they just look exactly where they're going. One of the most powerful ways for you to shift your mindset and really developing a better sense of self-worth is to put the blinders on, focus on the end goal of like what you really want and ignore everybody else. Like ignore everything else because that is what's going to eat at your self-worth when you're constantly comparing yourself to other people. And so Mm -hmm. when you're thinking about like, why is that important to my personal growth and literal fulfillment is if you keep comparing yourself to other people, it's going to eat away at your confidence, which you talked about. It's going to fuel the fear to hold you back and not propel you forward. It's going to do everything that like you don't want it to do. And so know where you're going, put your blinders on, focus on that, and then catch how you're speaking to yourself. So I have the darkest humor. I have been doing this and I just said this of like, I use humor when I'm dealing with trauma. So like something horrifying will happen to me and I'll like make a joke about it. It's like, yeah. it's not funny. Like, why right. am I so funny? Right. It's like, not funny. And so right. I, and we do this a lot. We do this a lot about our body. We will be like, oh my God, I look like a whale. I'm so ugly. Oh, I hate, my hair is dry or like, I can't do this. I can't learn. I'm really bad at social media. How many times have we said like, I'm really bad at social media. Right. I, I don't know how to use these tools, right? So thinking about acknowledging how you're actually speaking to yourself and catching yourself. Like you're not bad at social media. You just don't know how to do it right now. And you're learning learning how to use these tools. You're not a whale. You're not fat. Like don't use words that are going, not going to make you good, you know? And so Kylie Jenner said something at the Jay Shetty podcast where she put a baby picture of herself on the mirror and said like, every time I look at myself in the mirror, would I say bad things to that little girl? You know, like think about 
that. Like think about how you want to speak to yourself because at the end of the day, that is going to really help you build more of an actual like confidence. Yes. But like self-worth on who you are and what you deserve. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And yeah, I've, I've seen that interview and I saw the one with Ross and he said something that you, you had said with the vision board of like the worst advice you ever received was be realistic. Be realistic. And so like, I have friends that are billionaires, billionaires. And so like their reality is like their reality. Right. Different than my everyday life. And so being realistic is not even a thing. That's so silly. You know what I mean? So right. I love that interview. Yeah. Be real. Yeah. He said, he said, best case, uh, yeah, I forgot. Best what advice, best advice. I think I just did a post on it. Best advice. What if it could turn out better than you could imagine? realistic yeah yes yeah I love it it. and his his thing is like his big thing that he talks about a lot is delusional optimism and what you were saying about all of your friends that are like extremely wealthy it's like at some point they were probably like this idea is freaking crazy you know what I mean but yet here they are very successful you know and it's because like they didn't let the oh is this like you were saying like with the vision boards like is this like this isn't realistic like can I really do it they didn't let that stop them from becoming you know as successful as they are. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for being on. This was a very amazing episode and I'm so glad we were able to finally make it work after a couple schedule changes. Um, But yeah, thank you so much for being on.